Welcome to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident master of Zoysink Music. Joined by my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How are you doing today, Bryce? Um, my, my palms are sweaty. My knees, my knees are weak. Arms would are heavy. Would you say your arms are heavy? I would say that. And what about the vomit on your sweater? Would it be mom's spaghetti? <laughs> no vomit on the sweater yet. But if I, I did throw up, it would uh, it would unfortunately, yes, would be mom's spaghetti. I see. Thank you for that. Eight Mile, baby. <laughs> Not a bad movie. I haven't seen Eight Mile in a very long time. It was one of my favorite movies when I was in high school because I was a big Eminem kid back then, but... Oh, good lord. My Eminem phase was a lot earlier than high school. Well, it was like late middle school going into high school. Yeah, that's when mine was, like, eighth grade. I think I started getting into him in, like, fifth grade, realistically, but I didn't get an iPod until sixth grade. But then I started listening to Eminem a little bit. He wasn't my favorite. But then it just started to really take off for me when I got to that edgy point in my life in middle school where I was like, <laughs> I wanted to be like rebel against everyone in the world and I didn't care at all. So, so I was just like, so you started know, listening to like old Eminem, old Eminem, um, Avenged Sevenfold, just like kind of just that kind of area. Uh, all right. To be fair, I could I could probably rock out to like the songs they use in Call of Duty for Avenged Sevenfold today. True, true. Um, I mean, that, that is how I found out know. who Avenged Sevenfold was, was through Call of Duty. Yeah, Black Ops. Black, um, Black Ops 2, actually, because yes, they have, that's, they have the song in the, uh, the ending. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck it, I could throw on the old uh, zombie map songs, like, you know, Darius and all them, and they fucking slap, dude. It, it, they do kind of slap, I'm not gonna lie. Um... Yeah, my M&M phase was 8th grade, definitely. I, I, I kind of stopped after that. Yeah, but... and I get that. And I eventually, you know, I still listen to old M&M sometimes because I think old M&M still does slap. His new stuff stinks, though. It sucks. Because, like, obviously yeah. that was a huge guy from my childhood. I guess not necessarily childhood, more from, like, my early teen years, but he fell off so hard. But uh, this is a sports podcast. I in think theory, you know, in theory, this is a sports podcast. Uh, well, a year ago, that was, you know, when we lost sports, basically. Honestly, um, not going to lie. That was the most interesting time for our content back then. When we actually stopped talking about sports. It was. It was more, it was interesting. Um, actually I mean, like, it was... No, try sometimes. Yeah, well, I mean, it's crazy how we're a year into the pandemic now, and uh, we're almost out. We're getting there. We're close. Vaccines are coming. Took way too long, though. Way too many people died. Totally avoidable, but oh well. But in NFL news, the Chiefs are making some moves. Kinda. They didn't well, pick up anybody yet. Teams are making moves. The Chiefs did make some moves today, though. So they restructured his contract to free up seventeen million dollars in cap space this season, which is huge for them because they were one of the teams that was over the cap. 
Um, so $17 million saves a bunch for them. They also released both their starting tackles, which, like, yeah, they both are hurt and probably wouldn't be able to play to start the season. I'm still not sure how I feel about them cutting Schwartz, though. Because, like, Mitchell well, Schwartz is really good. Yeah, I'm, I might come back and play them. I mean, you saw how the line was in the playoffs. I mean, especially the Super Bowl when they got absolutely destroyed up front. Um, it was just, it was bad. And releasing Schwartz, I mean, I get it. That saves $11 million, I think. I think, was. The, I think the release saved about $7.5 million. I mean, shit right there is, you know, now they got $24.5 million because they freed up the Mahomes deal a little bit, too, so. I mean, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have cut Mitchell Schwartz. But Fisher, on the other hand, I can understand because I don't think he was worth how much money they were paying him right now. No, probably not. He, I mean, they saved a lot of money. They've They've saved a lot of money, so they're going to definitely pick someone up. I don't know if they're going to try and go after Trent Williams, which that's going to be a big signing for whoever picks him up. Well, Trent Williams, I mean, even he's old at this point. Yeah, but he's still a total stalwart at left tackle. I think any team that can pick him up, that's a great move. Chiefs should definitely be the number one team in contention for that. If you want Patrick Mahomes to succeed, you need to at least give him some time in the pocket. You don't need to give him that much, but we saw what happened against Tampa Bay. They, if you give them, you give them in three seconds. You don't even need three seconds. I'd say give them two seconds, which you know only a second difference. That's still massive. But you just give him that little bit of time necessary, and he's gonna he's gonna make magic happen. But you need to give him that little bit of time. Tampa or Tampa took advantage of the fact that Kansas City was missing both their starting offensive tackles, and we saw in the Super Bowl how detrimental that was to their success. Mahomes was getting no time. He was forcing throws because he didn't have any time to make the right plays. And part of that is due to the fact that Tampa took advantage of the fact that Kansas City's tackles were terrible. So I don't really agree with that decision for them to cut arguably their best offensive lineman. But I don't know. They'll, they'll definitely have to pick someone up in the draft. They might even use their first on a, on a uh, tackle right now. I would. That wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, last year, tackles in the first round were like a premium. Yeah, they were. And I mean, there was, I think, like seven offensive tackles got taken in the first round, which is... There was like four in the top 15. There was four in the top 15, and then there were like two or three in the early to mid-20s that went... So, like, that's it should show that if you're serious about building a contender, you need to get a left tackle for Mahomes because arguably that's the most important position on the offensive line for that team. Oh, I mean, there's no argument. Left tackle, I mean, other than for the Dolphins, where right tackle would be the most important. Um, that is the premium position on the line is left tackle. But... Um, I, I think that they definitely took a risk with uh, not Fisher, but Schwartz. And I think I'm Trent Williams probably is the, the answer for them. 
but we'll see, man. I mean, they're definitely not going to be the only team going after him. Yeah, there's... They obviously need to get someone to protect Mahomes. There's no reason not to, really. It just makes no sense not to protect him. But for football, I mean, it's really it. The draft's coming up soon. We'll probably do a lot for that. I mean, we got free agency next week. A bunch of teams have been, you know, making magic happen with the salary cap right now. Um, the Saints somehow are getting out of the hole. Saints have a good front office. They know what they're doing over there. Absolutely. I mean, they managed to free up almost $100 million in cap space already. Which is just absurd. Um, yeah. And Tom Brady is signing up for another year on Tampa Bay. Yeah, and that extension freed up $19 million this offseason. Which could, honestly, I see that being used on keeping Godwin, to be honest. I think they use it, because I know Evans is trying to restructure his contract, too. They honestly could probably keep Barrett and Godwin. I think they probably should do everything they can to do that. Especially if Barrett's willing to take a hometown discount, which I don't know if he is necessarily, but realistically, if he wanted to stay in Tampa and he's willing to take a bit of a discount just to, you know, stay on a contender while still getting paid big bucks, I think that wouldn't be unreasonable to assume that they're going to get that done. crazy man Tampa Bay is going to be a big time threat especially if they keep those two people jeez Godwin is I think Godwin's kind of underrated I mean I think people realize he's good he had a rough playoffs um you know it wasn't even a rough playoffs like he had he played very well uh he had a rough first round is what it was well you know Washington's defense was probably the toughest defense they played this postseason yeah, uh, it was more drops. He had a lot of drops in that game. Which is not like him. All right, so I think that's everything for NFL this week. So we can move on to the NBA. Um, Hasn't really been that much going on lately, but the Nets did, in fact, do what I predicted, and they did sign Blake Griffin. Uh, because, it's going to be yeah, interesting. Because they, they did. It's going to be interesting. Um, I I mean, it's a good signing. Uh, they might as well, if they're going to go all in, they might as well... Might as well reinforce the roster a little bit by picking him up. Yeah, it's good depth. I mean, I don't know if he's like an everyday starter for the Nets, but he could be. I, I can see him getting starting role for them at the four. You got the Kyrie, James Harden, KD, Blake, and DeAndre lineup. That's God. Imagine Dude, that lineup in 2015. I was going to say, hell. I'm in that roster like 2015, 2016, and telling me that was a good team fucking God. That's the Western All Stars. Or not Western. I, that would be a Western All-Star team, to be honest. Probably, yeah. 
I I don't even know which team would have made that move. If you told me the net, that was the Nets five years from now, like in 2016. Good lord. Good. Nets weren't even good then. No, they weren't. They were still tanking at that point. Or not even tanking. They were just miserable. Um. Yeah, this team is definitely scary shit. I mean, look what look what they did to Boston without KD. Kyrie had a fucking night. You know, I was talking to my roommate uh, the morning before during Thursday morning. Like, you know, at least we won't see the Celtics play down to competition tonight. This team tends to at least compete with teams that are at the same level or better than them. They have a problem with playing down. Nope, that's not true. That's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. That's without I, KD too. I totally lied. Yeah, they lost by twenty. They lost by twelve without KD. Oh no. No, I was right. It was twelve. But yeah. And I mean, we all knew that you know, Kyrie against any point guard on the Celtics is going to be a nightmare matchup. It's going to cook, man. He's just going to cook. Um, Danny, if you're going to make a move. To make a move. I doubt it. That's saying that you want to get Jeremy Grant or you want to get Yusevich. He almost, you know, he almost got those people. Almost. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for almost getting players. Here, have a five. Have a five-year extension, Danny. Please. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead. Hey man. Go take take a victory nap. You did good today. I'm very. I'm. I'm very glad that the the. this this mirage that Danny Ainge is good is going away because he it's it's time it's time he, to give that up. He he's hit on four draft picks in my opinion since twenty sixteen. Four. Uh, Smart, Tatum, Brown, and I think Peyton Pritchard's a hit. It's a little early. Well, Peyton, but well that's that is I'm really fairly confident on Pritchard. Right the th- now, so. the thing is, like, three of those are like brain dead. Like, JT and Brown were fucking obvious. Like, that wasn't, like, you know, some mastermind fucking selection. You um, know, I'm just trying to take what I can get with the Celtics right now because this team is so frustrating to watch. I mean, Tatum, you know, aside from his little stint with COVID and everything that's been he's been dealing with that, he's been having a fantastic season. Brown, fantastic season. They have no support, though. It's no support whatsoever. Kemba has been dreadful when he's... Kemba is dreadful. I was... God, I was so right. I mean, Kemba... Kemba just... Yeah, he can't do it anymore. He's just old now. He's not old, but he's... I don't know if Kemba... I don't know if it's like a Kemba with like a Cam Newton situation where like he was getting hurt, so that's what's hurting his production, and like he just hasn't been the same since. But why did Kemba come back from injury if the injury is still bothering him? Why would we rush Kemba back? I just don't understand. And I feel like every time I start doubting Kemba, he starts picking it up again. So then I start saying, okay, maybe Kemba's back for real now. But then like a week and a half later, he's back to, you know, shooting 7 for 19. If And that's being generous, frankly. he He's shooting more like 6 for 20 at this point. It's, it's time to trade for Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, trade one, one inefficient score for another. But this one has an ego. That's definitely what this locker room needs. Uh, I mean, I, don't, I just don't see the Celtics doing anything big because uh, why would I? Why would I expect that? I 
I don't care if we make moves. If you're gonna make moves, make moves. If you're not gonna make moves, don't make moves. Like don't say we're been... gonna make moves and then just stand pat at the trade deadline. If you're gonna say <laughs> we're gonna make moves, make some fucking moves. This has been a theme, man. Because like last couple of years, we heard about AD. It's like, oh, are they gonna trade Tatum for AD or? Oh, are they going to trade, you know, whoever for Beal? I mean, right now, are we, like, it, would the Celtics team win a championship with AD and not Tatum? I doubt it. No. No. I don't think AD... But they're not... They're not they're, I mean, they're not even a playoff team right now, are they? They are, yeah. They're, uh... They're, like, fifth or sixth. Um... Which... I mean, they Technically shouldn't should. qualify you as a playoff team, but... Oh, they're actually, they're actually four teams yeah. right now. They're ahead of the Heat somehow. The Heat have been pretty miserable too well, yeah, this year. Now, pretty much the playoff format should just be the top four teams from the East and the top eight from the West. Because realistically, <laughs> yeah, honestly, if you're a bottom four team in the East, just you, you get your you know thank you for making the playoffs. Here's your shitty playoff jersey that doesn't look that good. Uh, now go home. <laughs> this year, I see. It seems for the Celtics this year, the the big rumors are like Vucevic, who I don't even know if he's on the block. Like, I've never heard that. I know uh, they've been trying to get Jeremy Grant. Like, are we gonna get Jeremy Grant or are we not? Jeremy Grant. I mean, out of anybody that like is rumored. That would actually help. I do not think Jeremy Grant would help. Like Jeremy Grant has had a great year. He's been very solid this season, but like he's not he's not the answer to your problems. Cause like he's not a solid big or a good point guard. Like Vucevic would be good because Vucevic Vucevic would be nice because it would actually solve our problem of not having a dedicated big. You wonder why we're getting eaten alive by every team with a big halfway competent. It's because we, our best big is Tice. And he's like undersized and is someone off the bench. Vucevic, well, Vucevic, well. he, Vucevic is a little undersized, but like Isn't he would he be good. Foot? He might he might barely be seven foot. I'm pretty sure he's seven foot, which would be, you know, at least a good three or four inches taller than our best big. Actually I think Thompson's our best at six nine. Yeah, Vucevic is seven foot, and I'm pretty sure Thompson's our high. All right, I should rephrase. Our tallest big that we, you know, consistently should use is Thompson at six nine. Yeah, so Vucevic would definitely be a big improvement. I mean, we're not we're not giving Taco Fall consistent minutes. He doesn't deserve consistent. Minutes. We might as well give him consistent minutes at this point because this team's a fucking meme, but. Nah, man, definitely. If you can get Vucevic, that'd be huge. Grant, like I said, is good, but he's just another wing. Like, I mean, it's another scoring option, which would be nice, but, like, you're still going to get roasted alive by bigs and point guards. Um, I don't know if there's any guards on the trade market right now that... At least no one would help. solve our problem. You know, actually, people who are on the market right now that are available for pickup are P.J. Tucker... And Omarcus Aldridge. That's true. They are Marcus, though, aren't they? Omarcus Aldridge. I mean, he he's a good. He wouldn't really solve your problem of height, but he is good. Be a solid scorer. 
I think I mean, the only thing the Celtics can really do that would absolutely help is get Vucevic. Because, like, that's really it. I doubt we're going to get Vucevic. I'm just going to be honest. And he'd be pretty expensive for a trade. So even though the Magic are you know eleven games under five hundred, twelve games out of they're they're just so far behind. Still they should That's be willing you know. to trade them off because I don't know if this team's going anywhere right now. But well, I mean he's their best player. They you'd have to give them pretty considerable capital. I mean, if they're willing to offer two firsts for Jeremy Grant and that hasn't gone, I don't even know what Vucevic's asking price would be. Because the Celtics have offered it. The tweet said multiple firsts for Jeremy Grant. And it hasn't gone through, obviously, because Jeremy Grant's still not on the Celtics. So (laughs) I don't know Like, I'm sorry. I like Jeremy Grant, and he's having a good year, but multiple firsts for Jeremy Grant? Like, I just don't see it. Not for the Celtics, anyway. Like I get, like, yeah, if a contender wants to go after him and he fits, that's a good idea. But, like, he doesn't solve any big issues. <laughs> like, he's a scorer. Like, he'll add scoring. Like, they, you know, that, that'll be good. But, like, he's not clamping down Joel Embiid. He's not clamping down Giannis. He's not clamping down Kyrie or James Harden or Durant. So any of the superstars that would be giving us problems in the postseason. Yeah, like, I I don't know what that would do in the long run. Fuck it. Let's bring back Horford on that terrible contract. Oh, my God. Horford's not going to help either. He reeks. (laughs) You know, I mean, historically, he's done good against Embiid. That's why they brought him in. That's literally the reason he was on the Sixers. Was because like, oh, yeah, get the NBA stopper to be on the Sixers too. Like they yeah, did not like, want him on the Celtics. I still can't believe they uh, the league allowed the Sixers to get out of cap hell like that with the Horford. It was more Sam Presti, <laughs> yeah. I know, but still, the Sixers deserved way worse than what they got for that contract they gave him. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, postseason is going to be interesting. Honestly, is there anything else to really talk about right now? For basketball? Uh, well, in general, I... Oh, yeah, for basketball. Carousel for... Yeah, he's coming back. Good for Karis. I'm I'm happy for Karis. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. It's. I don't remember what. Yeah, he had. Okay, so he had cancer on his kidney, which. He had he had a mass. I I don't think it was cancerous. No, it says in the article it was a small cancerous mass on his uh, left kidney. Oh, it was a cancer. Okay. That's crazy, though. Like, that's a really... It's really good that he uh, got that detected early because of all the places to get cancer, yeah. I think the kidneys are probably one of the worst spots you can get it. Definitely. The trade saved his life. Yeah, crazy. Imagine Imagine if, like, you know, that trade fell apart and he just never got the physical done. 
Uh, I mean, there would have been another. I'm sure they give physicals consistently, but I don't know if they do. I'm sure, like before a season starts. But we got very, very lucky. I'm glad that he's back. I'm glad he came back this year. He's now playing for the Pacers. Very underrated player, honestly. Really, really good. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I mean, we're we're still like a week away for March Madness. Yeah, March Madness and free agency. We just, this is just kind of that week where there's nothing to do right now. Um. Francisco Lindor says he's the best shortstop in baseball. That's kind of crazy. I mean, there's an argument to be made there, but I mean, it's pretty much Tatis. I don't see why anyone, even Lindor, would think different. Well, I mean, why? Obviously, I know why Lindor would think different. Obviously, but like, yeah, it's Tatis. I mean, yes, it is Tatis. Tatis is, you know a top three player in baseball. Lindor, not so much, but Lindor is still a really good shortstop. I, I'm i not going to fault him for having confidence in himself because, like, I'm sure there's at least six or seven guys that think they're the best shortstop in the league. Tatis might think that, and he might only be the, he might be the only one that's actually right, but, I mean... Um, uh, if I'm Lindor, I, I mean, throw my yeah. ring. I mean, I th- fuck. You can make an argument after that the bubble season or the sixty game season, rather that uh, Corey Seager is a very good argument. Corey Seager, very good player, not better than Tatis in my opinion. No, he's not. I wouldn't say he is either, but he is very fucking good. I don't even know if I put him ahead of Lindor yet, but like, probably number three, number four ish. Yeah, I mean, Trevor Story's up there up too, there. obviously. Get that man out of Colorado, please. Fuck, it worked for DJ. It worked for DJ and it worked for Arenado. Why why not Story? I don't know if it worked for Arenado yet. Arenado wanted out. He wanted out. uh, He's getting paid a ton of money, and the organization made a ton of money to acquire him. Even if he bats 220 for the rest of his career, St. Louis won that trade. Yeah. Man, best shortstop in baseball. I mean, if you look at it by division, who's playing shortstop for the Phillies? Didi still? Yeah, it should I believe it's still Didi. Didi's all right. He's he's nowhere. He's not on Lindor's level. I'm close. Um, for the Marlins, I don't know who the fuck is playing shortstop for the Marlins right now. It's not better than fucking Tatis Lindor. Certainly is Lindor. not better than. Yeah. For the for the Nationals, I mean Trey Turner honestly has an argument for top five, but I wouldn't. I don't think I'd put him. Trey Turner, very good shortstop, but I don't think he's better than Lindor. He's not. I don't think he is. Uh, story, story. I mean, he's not better than Lindor, but he. You could maybe argue. I say story is probably like number three, number four in the league. I think Tatis, I think Tatis and Lindor are the top two. 
in my opinion. I think the only shortstop better than Lindor is Tatis. Right. Um. So that's why I don't. That's why I don't hate Lindor saying he's the best shortstop in the game. Because even if he isn't, it's not ridiculous. He's got the skill set to confidently say that he could be. He, yeah, it's not ridiculous. It's not like fucking, you know. It's not like who's a fucking random ass shortstop. I'll be honest, I can't name a random shortstop right now. I'm trying to think of like. <laughs> yeah, I really can't name a random shortstop. I'm not even 100% sure who the Yankees are going to put out at shortstop this year. Who did they run last year at shortstop? Did they put Torres? I think it was Torres. I think they were running D- DJ at second, Glaber at short. Uh, Xander Bogarts. I'd say Xander Bogarts, Bogarts is, probably, is good. I'd say he's probably he's, middle of the road, top 10. He's, he's like around five, top 10. I put him 5 6. No, he's, that's, he's not that high, but he is good. I mean, Tim Anderson up there. Tim Anderson's. Javi so, Baez up like, there. You know Bobby's what? Random shortstop for you. Javi Swanson. Oh, uh, yeah. Braves. He's all right. He's solid. Solid guy, but like. I don't know. <laughs> Where the hell uh, Hanley Ramirez at? Pretty sure he got arrested after retiring. Did he? he? Like a, I don't he, know. I don't know if he. I, I remember after he retired, or maybe I don't think. Oh, you know what? He didn't retire. Actually, I don't think. Oh no, he did retire, but he he got arrested for some drug stuff in like 2019. Uh, I didn't know that. Pretty much, he won the World Series in 2018. Played 2019. Uh, he got signed by the Indians in 2019. And then got waived in April, and he hasn't played since. <laughs> oh wait, crazy. he got released in twenty eighteen. He got released in twenty eighteen by the Red Sox. I thought he was on that. I guess he wasn't on that championship roster, but yeah. So he he was linked to an investigation into a drug ring, but it turns out that the guy that threw his name out there used his name to get the cops off his back. Yeah. Which is actually kind of funny, but... That's, that's bullshit. It's unfortunate. It is unfortunate, but... I think the fucking best first baseman in the game is, you know? Best first baseman in the game? I don't know, man. Alonzo's really good. Is he the best, though? Pete Alonso is definitely not the best first baser in the game. I don't know. Are we talking, like, defensively or offensively? Uh, both factor. Huh. Probably Freddie Freeman, maybe. Yeah, I'd say Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman or Goldschmidt? I'd say it's Freeman. Should we just do this for a bit? See... <laughs> I can't really keep my own second baseman. 
Do you think he's the best second baseman in baseball? Uh, probably, I don't know. Does Muncie play second? Where does Muncie play? Uh, Muncie, first baseman? Muncie's the third baseman. I thought it was Turner. Oh, wait. Okay, so he plays everywhere on the infield. First, second, and third. Which is he really play weird. first, second, and third. Yeah. So I guess he technically... He's hybrid. I think he's listed as a first baseman. Muncie is up there, man. Muncie's good. Yeah. Um, you have fucking Ballinger could play first base. Bellinger, Bellinger just to be pretty good. Bellinger could play literally anywhere, yeah. dude. I mean, best second base center. in the game right now. Um, I'll probably give it to LeMayhew. He's been automatic. DJ is good as fuck. DJ is very good. I remember that offseason. I said the LeMayhew signing was good, but not great. You were all over it. You were on top of that one. I thought he was getting yeah. way overrated, but... No, he's... No, he was Back-to-back nice batting titles kind of just... That shut me up pretty quickly. DJ's the fucking DJ's so good. Um, what about third baseman? Maybe Renato. Yeah, probably. I'd probably go Arenado. I mean, Rendon definitely up there for sure. Rendon had a down. Yeah, but twenty twenty doesn't definitely count. got an argument. Twenty twenty was a Mickey Mouse year, as uh, so sure. many comedians on the internet have said. I've actually never heard that joke before. Really, never once heard anything to do with <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Not once. I um. I think the stars of the game, honestly, for the last, like, honestly, since we've been born, have been in the outfield. Um, other than, like, Jeter and A-Rod. I think most of the baseball stars are in, in the outfield. Like Trout, Bellinger, Bonds, Ken Griffey Jr. Mookie. Mookie. Yeah. Yelich. Mm-hmm. Harper. People don't like to include Harper in the but Harper will, you know, is fucking phenomenal. He still is good. It's even like the coming, mean, like so. Soto yeah, is insane, Soto. dude. Honestly, it's not even like Soto's a great defender, but just because of how much he brings offense to the Nationals lineup. He's not even a bad defender. He's, he's not okay. a bad defender, but like, you know, he's not. I don't think he's winning a gold glove anytime soon. I mean, who the fuck cares? He plays in like left field. I mean, defense is pretty. It's still pretty massive. It's left field, man. So? Bob. What? There's a there's a reason the bad little league kids were left fielders and right. It was field. right field. Right field is where all the the shedders played in little league. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah, I mean they put they put them in they put shitters in left field too. Let's be honest. Yeah, maybe at the younger levels when it's when kids can't hit the ball past the infield, but even at the upper levels levels of little league, that if you're playing in right field, that means you're terrible and your coach hates you. 
<laughs> you see, I only played right field in Little League because I was fat. So, like, <laughs> if I, if I like, they wouldn't put me in left field, even though I had a good glove. They wouldn't put me there because I couldn't track a ball down because I was so slow. But, I mean, that's that's when I wasn't playing first, third, pitcher, catcher. Yeah, I or was just running the bench. I was not catching. My ass was not catching. I played first most of the time. Yeah, I, I played a bit of catcher. It wasn't my primary position by any means. But, um, I don't know. Pitcher was always my favorite growing up. That's, like, that's what I wanted to do. I either wanted to play first base or pitch as, like, a I professional love baseball first player. Base. Dude, I fucking miss Little League. I'm not going to lie. It was a simple. That was only like 10 years ago. Uh, my last season of Little League was eighth grade, which wasn't even really Little League at that point because I was playing with kids that were in high school too, but. That, that's just like. It wasn't quite, it wasn't like high school ball, but it was um, still like my town baseball. Um, oh, fuck. Oh, it was like, okay. It was like town baseball. I was trying like, to think of was, like what eighth grade it was, still spon- it was still sponsored under, like, my town Little League. But, like, this was, like, junior, yeah. senior ball. Yeah, we had that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. My, I, I, so I guess my last that. season of actual Little League was seventh grade. I stopped. I think it was sixth grade, seventh grade. It was one of them. I think it was sixth grade. Did you do fall baseball, too? No, I did no. not. No. Yeah, I, I did fall baseball, so... That was more like the travel team stuff too. So like, my this is how like my my seasons went when I was a kid. Um, winters I played for my town basketball league, which was fun and all, but I mean you know I'm not the biggest basketball guy in the world. Um, springtime, except for like one really weird year where I played lacrosse when I was like six years old. Uh, spring was baseball. Summers was like. I didn't, I did, actually, I did do travel baseball a couple of years in the summer, but I don't know. I, I liked having my summers open to just do nothing. But, um, I, you know, I play ball with a few friends in town. We wouldn't actually do any organized stuff for the most part. Uh, fall was, ba- fall was baseball for like my town baseball. And we were absolutely filthy because we had the, we had like these two kids who were just freak athletes they just kind of dominated every sport possible and they could just rock the ball a mile and they could you know run way faster than any of us they could pitch nice except we never managed to win it all in the state for like the state tournament we'd always come up short in the postseason which sucked but it takes a whole team in baseball no one can carry a team in baseball true I think baseball is the one sport where you actually need a, at least a solid team to win it all. I don't know. I'd say football kind of requires it to a lesser degree. Football? I mean... <laughs> you can have stars on a football team and you can have success out of it, but like, you still need at least competent guys to fill up the gaps in the team. Like yeah, not, I mean... You're not... You're so guess. The Chiefs, everyone looks at Mahomes, obviously. Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. And that can only get you so far. The Chiefs also well, I mean, have they fantastic wide receivers. Year. They have one of the best tight ends in the league. And they've had a formidable defense for the most part. I so, like, guess, yeah, yeah, Mahomes is the face of the franchise, and he's probably the face of the NFL right now, to be honest. 
But it's not just Mahomes. That's not going to carry you to a championship in football. Um, but yeah, I, I think more so baseball. You need to have a solid team because, like, I mean, obviously, Trout's the example. He's only played one playoff series his whole life. No, yeah, you're totally right. Like, baseball is the one where you need a team the most because that's just how the game is. Like, you can't have an offense, one offensive superstar getting all your production and expect to be a, a productive team because obviously he only bats one out of every nine batters on a team. Yeah, he can only bat like three or four times a game. So if your main source of offensive production is the one guy who can go, you know, three for four with two home runs and six RBIs a game, yeah, that's absurd. That's like, you know, that's insane production, but that's not going to carry you to a championship if the rest of you guys are batting 100 uh, with like, you know, nothing going. I think um, the thing about it's just fuck man I mean it's been like damn near it's been like 10-11 years and Trow has still only played in all playoff series <sighs> this how the Angels are going to probably never win anything with Mike Trout is egregious this is They're, I mean they haven't even gotten like forget winning anything they they, they haven't even gotten close. They haven't even gotten past the divisional. It would be one thing if that team could get to like the ALCS a couple years, and like you know maybe put up a fight, win a game or two there. But like they didn't even sniff winning the ALDS. Did they get clean swept or was that a three one? Yeah, they got swept. Yeah, so Mike Trout hasn't even won a playoff game yet. No, that's the best player in baseball right there. Arguably the best player in baseball history. I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet. He's top three, probably. I'd say it's like... I don't know. Top three for baseball is tough. It's all outfielders, absolutely. It's all, yeah. I mean, I put Willie Mays I up could there. Probably is my number one. Fuck, Willie Mays would be up there. Willie Mays is like... I'm thinking like Mickey player. Mantle. Mickey Mantle probably deserves a spot. Fuck, man. I'd put Barry Bonds in there. Barry Bonds is the best hair of all time. Easy. I don't care what anybody says. Easy. Um, and when he was younger, his glove was pretty fucking good. He was, yeah. He was a... Honestly, you could make a case for Barry Bonds being the best player of all time. It, it is very possible that Barry Bonds is the best player of all time. Uh, Willie Mays absolutely deserves... William is my, he's my personal goat right now. He, he, I can't argue that because he absolutely was phenomenal. Um, fantastic offense, fantastic defense. There was nothing wrong with his game. He just, he was a nightmare for teams to play against. Um, Ken Griffey Jr. has an argument. I don't know about best ever, but top three, definitely. Um, Ichiro, to me, has a very strong argument. They should count. They Ichiro, should count his Japan hits. It's that simple. I'm he saying. I'm saying if Ichiro, if Ichiro, what? Uh, but if Ichiro played in the MLB his whole professional career, I think he would be the undisputed greatest player of all time. Probably. I mean, um, so he had like what forty five hundred hits in his professional career. 
including his Japan. I think hits. so, something like that. Something like that. So Ichiro is very obviously he's going to be an MLB Hall of Famer. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because the Hall of Fame voting committee is stupid. But he should be a Hall. Of oh Fame. come on, no, he's well, he should be a hundred percent. He should probably be the second person that gets a hundred percent of the vote. Uh, he's not going to though. He, he probably won't, but he deserves it. He probably That's, should be. It's it is crazy to think that these voters, you know, they sat through like the careers of like Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, Ted Williams like you know willie mays all these fucking amazing phenomenal players and somehow none of them were unanimous unanimous hall of famers somehow somehow some way like how could you look at like ted williams and babe ruth and think eh, i don't think he's a hall of famer <laughs> Dude, Ichiro, I, I, I don't know man but Ichiro, his career was just wild it was insane, dude. Um, first off, I didn't realize he only retired two years ago. Yeah. For some reason, I feel recent. like he retired in like 2017 or something like that. But he did come back to Seattle for two more years, even though he played 17 games. Um, the most wild thing with Ichiro is that as a rookie, he was a 27-year-old rookie back in 2001. He batted 350 his rookie year with an OPS of 838, which is very respectable. He only hit eight home runs, but not only did he win Rookie of the Year, he also won AL MVP. Yeah. And that was the only year he ever won MVP. It was his rookie season. That's just, that's absurd to me. Ichiro definitely, in my opinion, has a GOAT argument. If he plays this whole season in America, or if he plays his whole career in America, Absolutely. He, I, I don't think there's even a question if he played his whole career here. I don't think there's a, I don't even think there's a statement about it. He was, I think him and Bonds were the two best hitters of all time. Dude, he batted three seventy two in 04. Who's sniffing batting three seventy two right now in the? Outfield? I not, not many people, especially not in the whole Mookie, season. Mookie hit three forty or something his MVP season back in twenty eighteen. I don't think anyone's hit three fifty since then. Yeah, it's yeah, he was special, man. That's just it's wild. Yeah. But I think we can wrap it up there. I think we can as well. So that's gonna do it for episode 136, I believe. Something like that. Yeah, for an episode if I'm walking here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ian M. Cusick. That is spelled C-U-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's B-R-I-Z-Z. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.